the way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media. Outlets are reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Hello. It feels like autumn. It, yeah. <laughs> we we talked, uh, was it just yesterday yeah. about how chilly it's gotten? And then it's yeah. gotten even chillier this morning. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. Because just two days ago, we were complaining about the humidity. We yeah. had ACs on again. It was really mm. hot over the weekend. See, and, and this is kind of throwing us off a little bit off balance for our overseas listeners, if you're curious. Four <laughs> seasons, when fall begins, differs every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, fall season means something exciting for baseball fans, it turns right. out. And uh, this season might be extraordinary in that just maybe we may go mask-free. Yeah, we might. We it's, might. Not, it's not official <laughs> no. yet, but uh, that's what everyone is saying, it seems for now. And the experts are saying that, yeah, it, it looks like uh, things are looking safe. Okay. And then the, the decision could be official very soon. All right. So let's let's <laughs> give the details of this story. Yeah. yeah. So the number of daily confirmed cases uh, has fallen to under 50,000 mm. uh, as of yesterday. Uh, the exact figure is 47,917, which is a significant drop from 200,000 last month. That's one fourth. Yeah. It's a question many people yeah. are asking. When are we going to be able to finally remove our masks? all together. I mean, we included in the headline just a few days yes. ago, we're in talks. Mm-hmm. Well, the government is in talks, whether this is a good step forward. Yeah. Of course, there will be more conservative minds mm-hmm. saying, it, no, we should probably have You know, on. I'm hearing this conversation everywhere, yeah. like on the streets. Yesterday, yeah. I heard a bunch of uh, men behind me saying, oh, I was just recently overseas. Yeah. And, you know, South Korea seems to be the only country in the seems to be the only country <laughs> in the world where we still have to wear masks indoors. Did I tell you about my trip? Because I took an American airline flight to uh-huh. Chicago and then to Korea. I took a, a, a Korean airline yeah. and it, the second I got on this American airline they told me you can have your face mask off mm-hmm. even though we're still technically on Korean grounds mm-hmm. but when I'm flying back from Chicago to Korea even though I'm still technically in the US you they told to. me I had to put the mask yep, yep. on it's the rules are confusing <laughs> and frankly speaking I don't know what it does when we travel mm. more and more yep. and there are these different restrictions depending on where we are that's right and most importantly Daily infection numbers are down, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So it may be a little soon for altogether, meaning indoors and outdoors, <laughs> but mask uh, mandates for outdoor gatherings or events with 50 or more people will very likely be lifted within this month at the earliest. Uh, this means people will soon be able to attend outdoor concerts or sports <laughs> events, soccer, baseball, without having to wear their masks. Uh-huh. Now, on Monday, the disease control authorities announced that the government is working on lifting the mask mandates for for events and gatherings of more than 49 people following Mm -hmm. the slowdown of COVID-19 here in South Korea. I have a pretty big event coming up in October. I need this to go away (laughs) before that. That would be fantastic. (laughs) Just for that. Not really sure the listeners that eventually I'll get there. (laughs) All right. It takes a little bit of courage. Um, Will these mandates be eased before the baseball postseason kickoff? Most likely. Uh, Authorities say it will likely be eased by mid-October at the latest. So that's not far (laughs) off. Okay. (laughs) Fingers crossed. <laughs> so the government lifted the indoor mask mandates in early May, but people have been required to wear masks when attending gatherings of 50 or more. Excuse yeah. me, outdoor masks, right? That's right. right now, right. one government official said it might take some time.
time, right. more time to lift uh, indoor mask mandates. Mm. But the current circumstances, I mentioned the figures, it's under 50,000, mm. uh, are deemed safe by health authorities, uh, well, safe enough to allow gatherings yeah. of people without masks. See, safe enough is such a tricky set of uh, words. Yeah, totally. Depending on who you ask, <laughs> they might have a different review. Yes. Now, the government recently began a review on dropping COVID-19 test requirements for inbound travelers upon arrival. That's right. Uh, the authorities lifted the pre-arrival mm. PCR test mandate this month, but it kept the mandatory PCR test within 24 hours mm. uh, after uh, arrival. Mm. But uh, there has been a steady stream of, uh, mm. I guess, requests. Uh, people have been calling for the the. What, removal, yeah, of the, the removal of post arrival uh, tests. Exactly, post arrival test requirements. Uh, well, number one, to attract more foreign <laughs> tourists to the country. I mean, the tourism industry has been suffering yeah. a lot, to say the least. So they need a little break, belatedly, yeah. but I mean, now better than later, I suppose. Yeah. And these tests are increasingly expensive. Yes. So there you go. Yep. They're all considering it. We'll let you know. You'll be the first one to know when they lift the mandate. That's right. All right. Our second buzzword of the day. So this has been a contentious one. We've talked briefly about mm-hmm. it on the program. Now, Busan's efforts to promote English as a common language rolls on despite protests. We saw this coming because they budgeted for it. Yep. They created a department for it. So it's not as if they're going to say, forget this bureaucratic process. The people don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> That's not exactly. how it works, unfortunately. You know, um, the, the craze over English and to, to you know, to speak it well. It's It's been one of the, the ultimate goals of <laughs> education. Yeah, yeah, here in Korea for decades. Now, over the years, different municipalities, regional governments have introduced a broad range of measures to make English education more accessible and enjoyable to the public. (laughs) One such example was, if you remember, the introduction of... English villages. It puzzled me then. It puzzles me now. Yeah, these villages (laughs) were essentially theme parks, you know, with educational purposes. Visitors could come... Uh, meet native English speakers in person <laughs> and practice basic conversational skills. Okay. Yeah. However, their popularity declined about a decade ago and uh, many of them are now non-existent. Okay. So maybe it wasn't supposed to be everlasting, mm-hmm. but uh, the objective a decade ago was to make English learning yeah. a little bit more fun. That's right. And they were popular, especially the one in Paju. Yes, yes, it was. I went there with my EBS team yeah. and it... <laughs> It was a spot to be seen. It was a spot to shoot. Yep. <laughs> it's been 10 years and apparently yes. it's been shut down. <laughs> yeah, it has. Well, it seems that uh, Busan is now turning a new page. Mm. The city government is following Mayor Park Kyung-jun's re-election pledge back in June. Uh, and it's pushing forward with making English the city's new common language. We're going to put common language in quotes because yeah. that's that could be potentially misleading, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean they want to strike out Korean as the official language, not no. even close. They just want English maybe a little bit higher up on the spectrum yes. so more people can speak it. Yep. Now, the problem is that there has been a growing number of protests against a move. As you can imagine, those who want to protect the Korean yeah. language might yeah. not agree. There are concerns okay. about that. Uh, critics are raising concerns that 
if the city promotes uh, increased English usage, mm-hmm. it may interfere with the preservation and promotion of the Korean language. And mm. oh, already so many people are worried. We're, we're using so many English words and signs every day. Promotions, yeah. English, not necessarily used in the best way, but it's used everywhere, uh, right? Yes, but like you said, Busan is uh, standing by its decision. And for now, it will continue to advocate for the use of English. Maybe it can coexist. Maybe there's a po- uh, I think so. place for discussions yep, yep. so that it does address the concerns mm-hmm. of those who want to protect and promote the Korean language. Yep. Now, what exactly do the policymakers have in mind when they say, though, common language? Yes, so that seems to be what many people are confused about. To ease some of that confusion, uh, the city government has rolled out an FAQ sheet that answers some of the questions mm. the public may have about this initiative. Mm. Uh, first of all, Common language does not mean official language, nor does it mean primary language. Mm. Uh, Busan City says Korean is always going to remain the most essential language, Mm. while English is going to serve as the supplementary (laughs) language to help people in very specific circumstances where English can be helpful. Okay, it does sound like Busan is trying to stress that its latest education initiative, know that that's the purpose, will not be another Paju English village though, right? That's exactly what it's doing. Uh, The initiative will be limited to public institutions Mm. and uh, places uh, that need English for official purposes, as well as those interested in learning English. Okay, so the fiery part of the conversation is steaming down. Let's have a more adult conversation going forward. Maybe this can, because I I would hate to see budgets be wasted Mm -hmm. on on a project that had a good intention, perhaps Mm -hmm. it can coexist. Yes. It is taxpayers' money, after all. It is. On to our last buzzword. Now, freeze just ended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, there is no segue there. Uh, Brad Pitt, apparently, when you've crossed off just about everything on your list, from Mm -hmm. being one of the most celebrated actors in the world, to nabbing a lot of important awards, to uh, divorce, that's high profile, just as much as he is. Uh He wants to take on the art world. Yeah, so he's added another career description to his name. He is now... Actor slash film producer slash sculptor. Sculptor? Yeah. Okay. He recently unveiled his sculptures in a lakeside art museum in Finland. Before we reveal the details, I don't I didn't mean to come off so judgmental, mm-hmm. but that is kind of a consensus, is it not, from the general public when um, an actor or a singer with such prestige takes mm-hmm. their popularity and leverages into, you know, creating an entire new career for themselves. Okay, now we're going to talk about the details of the sculpture as we stream the images. So, a Sarah Hilden Art Museum is located in Finland's third largest city of Tampere, and Mm. it's the first time this... uh, He's largely (laughs) self-taught, and it's the first time he has presented his sculptures Mm. to the public, and that must be a scary thing. That's a fair point. Yeah, it must be really intimidating, you know? Anyways, uh, his Sculptures were revealed by Pitt himself over the weekend, mm. and it was a part of a larger exhibition uh, by British artist Thomas Husiago alongside a ceramic series by Australian musician Nick Cave. Mm. Uh, and uh, Pitt told a Finnish broadcast uh, that for him and... Uh, cave, this is a new world mm. and it's their first entry and he says it feels right. Okay, because some of our listeners that might not have a visual are mm-hmm. wondering I mean, what do these pieces look like? What yeah. are they exactly? They're sculptures for yes. those of you who are just tuning in. Yep. Let's talk about some of the noteworthy pieces on display. Well, uh, his nine works oh. uh, include a molded plaster panel 
uh, depicting a gunfight mm-hmm. and a series of uh, house-shaped uh, silicone mm-hmm. sculptures. And uh, each has been shot with a different gauge of ammunition mm-hmm. and a pit sister for him. His works are about self-reflection. I think uh, besides the fact that he is debuting as an artist, a sculptor, mm-hmm. The fact that he said that, uh, you know, this is all about, this is what he said. I'm going to quote him directly. Sure. For me, it was born out of ownership of what I call a radical inventory of self, getting really brutally honest with me and taking account of those I may have hurt, moments I may, may have just gotten wrong. Okay, so this is a pretty steep internal yep. process. Yep. Um, maybe don't judge before you see it for yourself. Yeah, it's okay. about where he has gotten it wrong in his relationships. And he's pretty open about the, the internal process, yep. which I think is a pretty intimate one, but his personal lives has mm-hmm. always been aired out in tabloids. Yep. Yep. And so I think he's addressing some of those misturns or perhaps even concerns from the public. You know, there's been a lot of he said, she said. Yeah. These recent years between yeah. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They were just such a stark. Yeah. I, I mean, it's on their own. They were such massive stars. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are curious, you know, he's a busy actor. Where does he get the time to sculpt? Yes. Well, he reportedly began trying sculpting. He started after he divorced from Angelina Jolie. Okay. Yeah. So artists, I mean, they're just human like us. Yeah. Uh, there's always, always people who will take apart new artists and that's to your own yes. um, discretion. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Brad Pitt is also now a sculptor. That's right. Busy man. Indeed. But if you look at any of your actor friends, they do have a lot of downtime, don't they? And they do. they do, this might be a healthier well, outlet. he spent 15 hours in a studio in Los Angeles. You know, when he first started. So there's a lot of time for self reflection. (laughs) You know, my internal process is uh, (laughs) ice cream and venting. Same, (laughs) me, whining and dining. (laughs) See you tomorrow, Erica. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.